Well, before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to take a second to let you know of a great opportunity coming this October. Now, I don't know about you, but through COVID and everything else that's going on in our world, man, sometimes I can just feel stress and anxiety just creeping up on me, and it almost to the point where, where it seems like I'm adjusting to a new norm, something new is thrown at me, and here comes the anxiety and everything all over again, and I can feel burnout on the horizon at times. Well, the guys over at Stay Forth Design, they see the exact same thing that I'm feeling. They see burnout on the horizon, and they want to help you stay ahead of it and be healthy as we enter into the fall season and they're accomplishing this by putting on the Healthy Leader Summit. Stay Forth Designs is creating a space to bring leaders and teams and an incredible online conference in the convenience of your home or office. You will hear timely insights from thought leaders and forward-looking practitioners on how to get and stay healthy as you lead through these uncertain times. You guys, this is a conference that I am so excited for. I believe it is timely, and I have signed up for it, and I'm bringing my whole team with me. So let me encourage you, sign up, go over to Healthy leadersummit.com rsvp save your spot bring somebody along with you that you think needs to hear about this and join me october 5th through 8th at the healthy leader summit now let's dive into today's episode i realized that people were not able to sustain things if they didn't stay healthy. So just in very simple form, you can launch something, but if you can't stay healthy enough, doesn't matter if you're a business leader, nonprofit leader, church leader, but 90% the same, uh, if you can't stay healthy, then you cannot protect the most important asset, which is you and your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength uh, in the process. It's just not going to work. So that has become my deep passion to help leaders get healthy, stay healthy, find rhythms that are life-giving, not life-sucking, and even to do that in the midst of the craziness. Well, uh, with me today for this episode of Stew on this podcast is a guy that Ironically enough, I got introduced to through listening to a podcast. I was listening to the Hardcore uh, Church Planning Podcast when I was still living in Connecticut, and all of a sudden, this dude named Alan Briggs pops up onto the episode, and he was living in Colorado Springs. Just so happens to be exactly where I was moving to when uh, my wife and I thought that God was calling us to plant a church. So I was like, "Man, this is a guy that I need to somehow, at some point in time, get connected with." And I did not get connected with as well as I probably should have, but. I got uh, the opportunity to meet him, and now I get the opportunity to introduce you all to him. Uh, so, uh, Alan, what's going on, man? Hey, man. Well, here we are. We're uh, continuing to get acquainted, and uh, man, what a what a crazy year! <laughs> we have so much to catch up on, but man, let's let's do this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, for everybody that's been listening to uh, this podcast last month, uh, as an introduction, I introduced the fact that Alan has and his team at Safe Worth Design have a, a conference coming up. Uh, by the time that you're listening to this, it's actually going to be starting today, uh, but uh, October 5th through 8th, the Healthy Leader Summit, and it's all focused around the idea of getting on the front end before burnout can happen, uh, which is something that I'm passionate about as I've gotten close to burnout out plenty of times in my own life, and I try really, really hard not to get there again. Um, but before we talk about that, Alan, let's just 
give you the opportunity, the platform to introduce yourself, let us know a little bit about you and uh, just we'll kick it off from there. Sounds great, man. I mean, probably most importantly, uh, I have an amazing family of six, uh, incredible wife who is clearly my better half. And then I've got four kids, um, six, nine, 12, and 16. So we're working the 10 year span. Um, we've been, you know, principal and chancellor this year and, uh, kids aren't yet back in school at the moment. Prayers appreciated. Um, so I think living in the midst of the crazy, like everybody else, but also trying to stay healthy in that, you know, the, the lies that um, life is going to be crazy or it's out of control. Um, you have to burn out in the process. I mean, I hear that all the time and it drives me nuts. Uh, so actually trying to care for our souls, care for our family, make the best out of this year. And God's broken in some pretty cool new ways uh, for us. I was a pastor for 13 years. And so I deeply understand um, that perspective. I've worked with church planners and uh, also help a lot of people launch their dreams, their businesses, their books, their organizations, their podcasts, you name it. If somebody has a new kingdom idea, I come alongside that dream, help them develop strategy uh, as a coach, help them launch that into the world. And then uh, maybe after about five or six years of coaching, Stu, I realized that people were not able to sustain things if they didn't stay healthy. So just in very simple form, you can launch something, but if you can't stay healthy enough, doesn't matter if you're a business leader, nonprofit leader, church leader, it's about 90% the same. Uh, if you can't stay healthy, then you cannot protect the most important asset, which is you and your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength uh, in the process. It's just not going to work. So that has become my deep passion to help leaders get healthy, stay healthy, find rhythms that are life-giving, not life-sucking, and even to do that in the midst of the craziness. And so I think you know, for me, the ultimate irony, I think, would be burning out uh, as we help other people to bypass burnout in the process. So very careful about getting out in nature. I'll, I'll go for a hike this afternoon. I sit right on a wilderness preserve here at our State Fort Designs office. And that's something that's incredibly life-giving to me is creation and friends. I have incredible friends who uh, are not impressed by me and um, will call me on my stuff. And I'm just so grateful for that. And an incredible team at State Fort Designs across the country. So we have 15 uh, coaches and then an operations team. We have been decentralized before it was cool. We were regularly on Zoom before people <laughs> were exhausted of it. Uh, so that's how we run things. That's how we roll. But we get together three or four times a year um, to make sure that face-to-face -face still happens. We have some fun. We eat some food, uh, usually tacos, and um, essentially strategize on how we can better care for leaders in this next season. Yeah. I love the fact that my now last two episodes of this podcast, I've now had the opportunity to talk to two people that have this passion and love for tacos. You and the guy that I spoke with before, a guy by the name of Angie Templeton, he does a thing every Tuesday where he goes around to all the different taco trucks and taco shops around. He was living in Albuquerque. Now he's living in Dallas and doing it there. And I know that you were doing the same thing, or I think you're still doing the same thing where you go hop around to grab some tacos. Always. I'll probably go right after this. That's what we're talking about today, right? Favorite types That's of tacos, tacos. And best seasonings. Great. I'm in, man. Thanks for inviting me <laughs> on to uh, stew on this taco edition. That's it. <laughs> well, before we talk about tacos, um, you know, Alan, you do so much, man. Uh, when I got introduced to who you were, I started researching you and, uh, you've got a couple of different books out there. You're obviously a writer. Um, you know, you've got a podcast now, uh, the right side up leadership, which is something that I'm subscribed to. I listen to, uh, every single week, both episodes. Um, 
And I think that it was super fitting this past or a couple of weeks ago, by the time that this comes out, one of your previous episodes uh, was on the idea of uh, clarifying everything, right? Uh, You had three main points. I'm kind of picturing that as like a three-legged stool. Um, And as I was listening to it on my way to the gym and getting ready for the day, I was thinking, man, this is is super fitting, uh, especially just before... Uh, the Healthy Leadership Summit kicks off. Um, and if you don't mind, dude, I kind of want to hang out there for a little bit. Um, I even took some notes on it. Um, probably kind of rehash a little bit of that, and then we'll point people back to that episode. Um, but your Facebook profile has you listed as something, your, your career field, what you do is something super, super interesting. Uh, do you want to tell people what that is? Yeah, so I'm always helping leaders overcome overwhelm and bypass burnout. And so those, those things to me, like when, when you talk about clarifying, like clarity literally can save our life. Clarity can literally help us figure out where we're in despair. Um, and when we clarify, then our overwhelm goes down. So the equation that we use is clarity up, overwhelmed down. You wake up overwhelmed one day, Stu, anybody listening, you wake up overwhelmed like we all do. And we clarify. It's almost like digging out after a huge snowstorm. It's like, you're going to be okay. There's ground underneath there, but you have some work to do. And so what can we clarify? Clarity up, overwhelm down. And I get to see that in incremental miracles happen. As I coach um, with individuals and leaders, as I consult with teams, what can we clarify? And it's amazing and, and actually exhausting how many things in our lives, if they're not clarified, are going to take up mental space and energy. And so we just work that simple equation. Uh, we know that God brings freedom and yet we have to do work. And a lot of times we're lazy uh, alongside of that, but we've never had more complexity in our world than we do right now in this moment. We have never had more apps that are fighting for my attention, more podcasts that are fighting for my attention. I have like 18 books um, that are sent to me literally every month that publishers send me and I have to fight through the noise, even the good stuff. And so Charles Spurgeon once said that discernment is not knowing the difference between um, good and bad, but between good and almost good. And so that idea of like, it's, it's almost life-giving, it's almost true. And, um, you know, 10% off, it's amazing how that can take us in the wrong direction. So I'm incredibly passionate about helping leaders to clarify, because what we find at the end of that is freedom freedom. We're not in the leadership business. We're in the freedom business. And um, I'm telling you, man, complexity and overwhelm is eating away at us. And I call it overwhelm pre-burnout. Yeah. So you say uh, that you're a mountain guide, right? Um, mountain guide for the time. leadership journey. Yep. That's it. So one of the things that you do with Safe Worth Design is you talked about already, you're a coach. Um, so when we start talking about clarifying everything, again, going back to a podcast that you just did, one of the first things that you talk about clarifying is uh, your schedule. Um, can you unpack that a little? Yeah. When do you go to bed each night? When do you wake up each day? How is Monday different from Tuesday, different from Thursday, different from Saturday? And it's amazing to me how many leaders don't know what that day exists for. Because if Monday is the same as Thursday and Friday, then you're going to save it all till Thursday and Friday. So I know why each day exists. And any of this stuff that I've found still, I don't say out of you know, some kind of self-righteous planning, uh, quite the opposite. I was actually born disorganized 
So I'm more passionate about clarity. There are people who are born like with their hair parted. You know, they're just those kind of people that they have everything in line. That's not me. I love spontaneity. The reality is though, with teams depending on us, with communication at stake, with things that we've promised other people, um, like even today, I have six different conversations with leaders today. So six different interviews today. And if I don't do my work, then I don't, I can't show up. I can't add value to your listeners. I can't be clear in my next meeting that I'm going into and know what I'm going to ask that guest for, for our podcast. So I just think that we do the work. I mean, that mountain guide idea is this is hard. I'm not trying to say this is easy. This is hard yet. I can't carry you. You have to be hungry. Only the hungry change. Only the hungry grow. And I can't make people hungry, but the reality is if they're hungry, I mean, straight from scripture, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? I can't make people want more of God, more of growth, more of life, more of change, more of freedom. They've got to want it. But man, when they do, beautiful things happen when I get to come alongside of them. And so uh, I'm not your Sherpa. I'm not just carrying your gear um, and also can't carry you up the mountain. I'm not strong enough. That's not my role. And yet I love to walk alongside when you say, that's the mountain I want to climb. That's where I'm heading. That's what I'm uniquely designed to do. And I get to go with folks. And I'm telling you, man, I get some of the most interesting conversations. A lot of them I can't talk about. They're you know, public figures and um, just some interesting things fall in my lap that people are trying to discern. What should I do? What's next? Uh, and so if that's you and you're listening, um, no guilt, no shame. I think we're all wondering, how do we clarify in this complex world. And so that first piece of schedule, I think everything else sits on top of that. If I don't know what time I go to bed, how much sleep I need each day, um, you know, what I do exactly when I wake up, I hope it's not your phone. <laughs> Dear Lord, I hope it's not your phone. Um, I hope it's not your email, but just what's your routine for the day? What are your life-giving rhythms? And for me, it comes down to 10 minutes a day. Literally, I take 10 minutes and I sketch out what's my purpose for the day three blocks, morning, afternoon, evening. And then mm. what is the most, the, the one thing I must get done today? And sometimes that takes me 15 minutes. Sometimes that's three hours. But that to me is freedom when I say, God, I'm just trying to be faithful. I'm trying to be strategically faithful to what you've given me today. And um, it's, it, again, it's amazing how many people are in people work, incredibly skilled as a leader. And yet we're never taught how to not just manage their schedule, but how to invest their energy regularly. So uh, if you don't know what your schedule is looking like, I can tell you clarity is not just going to pop out of there. And I had to figure it out, Stu, when I was a writer. I had mm. I wrote three books in three years, which I would not recommend anyone do with traditional publishers. You could probably eke three books out, you know, self-published, but they need editing on these different schedules, marketing on these different schedules. And the only way I could do it was three hours a week. So I had this conundrum. How do I write three books in three years in just three hours a week? And so I had to kind of game the system, make it work, and get incredibly clear about my priorities and my process. And I realized I wasn't going to go away to a cabin for a month, like not realistic, have little kids. My wife's great, but she ain't going to let that happen. <laughs> uh, and so that was key for me to say, I wanted it badly enough because I wanted these messages to get out to the world, to transform lives. And so a lot of it is your why. Why do you need to clarify? Why does it matter that you help transform lives and why at the end of the day does what you do actually matter to you and other people and once i figured that out i said i'd be i better be faithful to steward this and so actually our schedule turned into the right side of journal so it took us a year to develop that and um, we're not just looking at productivity hacks we're looking at faithfulness we're looking at 
effectiveness. What can you do in a day? How can you put a lot in there, but not too much? How can you make sure that you carve out that time so that my wife and my kids get my full attention in the evening? I was wrestling with my kids last night. I hit the golf ball around a little bit with my son last night, and I needed that. I needed to be completely away from the phone, and uh, I just sucked at life and work yesterday. It just was not a good day. And so to go home and say, I need this reconnection with my family turns out I'm still alive today, Stu. It didn't all fall apart. And uh, people weren't, weren't too angry after the failings of yesterday. But um, that's, that's what I think is key is to structure each day faithfully so we can continue to do what God's designed us to do. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's good just because as you're talking about trying to help people and leaders avoid overwhelm, I think one of the biggest things, in my opinion, that leads to overwhelm is that um, mental state of, well, if I don't do this now, the world is going to collapse around me. So prime example, um, I think that we tend to look at everybody's social media profiles and we'll see them out in the wilderness, fly fishing in a cabin with antlers on the outside. Not that I'm saying I learned from any experience or anything like that. Perhaps, perhaps mine. I don't want to be a stumbling block. All right. Don't be, you know, (laughs) but as a fly fisherman myself, I see that I'm like, dude, I wish I could just go out and, and do that. Um, and I think that there tends to be a little bit of, uh, that, that envy, uh, envy, Enviness, there we go, uh, that pops up when we see that and other people see that and they go, man, how is it that that person can do that? Well, it's because Alan Briggs has built that into the rhythm of his life. He built that into his schedule that he's able to go do stuff like this. And if it does happen on, happen in a spontaneous moment, do praise God. But because you have clarified what is important and when those chunks belong where um, it's built into your system that you can do that. Um, So when you were talking about that, I was just like, man, this is something that people need to hear. Um, They need to hear. I think the other thing that you said that was really good too was what's the one thing that needs to get done today? Um, Because I think that even leads to overwhelm that we can have all these different tasks that need to be accomplished that are floating up in the air, but because we're not really grasping anything and saying, this is what's got to get done. That overwhelm really sets in. It feels heavy on your shoulders and you're just like, man, I'm, I'm being buried by the amount of work that needs to get done. And when you start aligning things into their proper order, even you can sit there and go, man, this, this looks daunting, but this really can wait until two weeks from now before it needs to get done. That's right, man. And if, again, if, if 10 things are a priority, nothing's a priority. By the nature of a priority, it's important. And you're talking about the urgent comes and steals away the important every single time. I will convince myself I need to get through all these texts. I need to get through all these emails. And if I had to get to the bottom of my email every single night before I went to bed, I would never go home. I would wake up at my desk after an hour of sleep because there's always more to do. When you are a leader, people want your time. And anyone with influence, whether that's a parent, whether that's a team member, whether you're in middle management, whether you lead the thing, um, people always want more than you can give. And so without knowing what is important, this is a priority than everything else lasts. Because you're right, the, you know, day or two to, to get away to do something life-giving or refreshing is just never going to um, magically appear. My wife and I, for example, something that's deeply important for us is quality time, getting away. We committed when we got married to get away every single year for our anniversary. 
Well, there were years when we had like $12. So we got away to a Christian camp and we're like, Hey, you know, you got a free place for us to get away. And we bring our own food and, and we committed to it. There were years when our kids, well, one year our kid got in trouble and had to come with us. That was a bummer, but you know what? We went anyway. And so we had committed. Yeah. There was a year, I think my wife was eight months pregnant. Like we had committed to get that quality time. It is not going to be convenient. Put it there, plan everything around it. Same is true of Sabbath. Same is, same is true of your priorities things that you're called to creatively, and they're just not going to happen if you don't put them on the calendar. So I'm crazy passionate about that because we all want impact. The reality is how do we actually do the hard work so that the impact just kind of leaks out? That flywheel that Jim Collins talks about, it has to do with doing enough of the things for long enough that eventually the opportunities come to you. I mean, some of the stuff coming to me now, I dreamed about in the past and thought, how would this happen? And now it's the opportunities just sort of present themselves. Because of hundreds or thousands of hours of work that happens slowly, these things just come to you. And there are those people you go, man, how do they keep getting these opportunities? What in the world? Where does that come from? And my wife says many times that that's me. She's like, how does this stuff happen? And it's like, well, a lot of times it is you just keep at it long enough, doing the things faithfully and consistently enough, and they will appear. And I know that to be true for so many creatives. Yeah, that's good. All right, man. So clarify your schedule, when you're resting, when you're working. That's one way to overcome overwhelm. So clarify your role. And I love this one because as we talked about with you, you are so many things. Uh, coach, Enneagram coach with your wife, uh, writer, you've done the pastoring uh, job for a while. So clarifying your role. And here we are, you know, I sit uh, as a small group pastor of a church up here in Wisconsin, and I'm doing this podcast with you. Um, so clarifying that role when you have even so many different roles that you're doing. Can you talk about that one? Yeah, simple math. So the more roles you've got, the more you need to clarify. Let me say it again. The more roles you've got, the more you need to clarify. And again, mm -hmm. the more you clarify, the less you're overwhelmed. So clarity up, overwhelmed down. So these things work together. So today... I am just doing interviews, period. I get to talk with awesome people, you included, all day long, and I get to do interviews, which is amazing. But it looks very different than tomorrow and my, what my role is tomorrow that my team needs leadership for me. I don't have space today to lead my team, and I've let them know that, and I get to go into these interviews just to do this. So I think that role piece can go overall. What is your role in the team right now? A lot of people are doing two, three, four roles because of COVID. There were some layoffs. We added some new things. And the reality is maybe that's your long-term role. Maybe you need to change your title and you need to create a new role or job description. Maybe you need to say, I can't keep doing that. That was fine for a season, but for the sake of your soul, for the sake of your own health, you just can't keep leading in that way. So uh, again, clarity always leads us to uh, some beautiful things, but sometimes we have to go through the waters of tension to get there. So to have tension, to have a hard conversation with your boss, maybe you've taken on two roles, but you've also taken a pay cut during that time. Maybe you need to have a clarifying conversation, whether that can continue, whether that's fair uh, and whether that's okay with your family. So those are the kind of things I'm talking about macro, but then micro, it is each day. What is your role? What is your role that day? And I'm a big fan of blocking off time for that and batching it together. So many interviews in a row are okay for me. I absolutely love people. I love these conversations. Stu, but if I had to answer six emails, um, you know, between these times and then go write a talk and then do something else, nope, 
I am just interviewing and being interviewed, having conversations today. And so I'm just in that zone or in that space. We lose a lot of energy. We move over to 16 different roles throughout a day. I can tell you, you're not going to do any of those well or faithfully. And I'm after excellence. I, I don't want junk for Jesus. I want our podcast to be solid. I want the things that come out of my mouth to be well thought about, thought out, um, that I thought about them in advance, that I'm at actually adding value to you, your listeners, to other people that I'm going to talk to versus just, oh, hey, what are we, what are we talking about here? Uh, and so that to me is a huge value is excellence, which is not perfection, but is doing the best we can with the resources we've been given at the moment we've been given it. Will I be better at what I do a year from now? Yes, but I'm going to do it the best I can today. I hope I'll be better a year, five years from now. I'm better than I was a year ago because I've committed to the craft of, of excellence. Will I ever be perfect? No way, man. We fail at all the time. We're going to continue to risk. But clarify your role in macro and in micro each day and each week. Yeah, I love it. My one of my go-to values is excellence glorifies God and it honors people. Uh, so I'm right there with you on that. So let's go to your third, third leg of this three-legged stool. Clarify your message. Now, this one to me, when you said it, I was like, mm, am I supposed to have a message? Because I feel like I'm already carrying a message. And for me, my, the message that I'm carrying is the message that Jesus told me to love God, love others, um, and to advance the kingdom. But you, you started unpacking that a little bit. So clarify your message. Yeah, we, we all carry a message with us. And even if it's that, I mean, how beautifully clarified is that that Jesus actually re-clarified the message and said, I know it's confusing. I know there's a lot here, but just love God, love people. And so Jesus was a master of marketing. And how many shirts has that landed on of just love God, love people. And I'm so glad that he clarified and said, I know you guys don't get it. There's so much going on. There's so much noise out there today. People scroll quicker than ever. There's so many podcasts people can land on and listen to. And it's just, we say it all the time on Right Side Up Leadership Podcast. We say, you can live right side up in an upside down world. And then we have to clarify it even more to say, you can go the long haul without losing your soul in life and leadership. So we say it three or four different ways, but ultimately it all sits within the message of get healthy so you can reach more impact. Get healthy mm -hmm. so you can reach more impact. Everybody wants more impact. We live in an impact culture, but we're going to talk about getting healthy until people are tired of it and quit listening to our podcast and quit coming to us for coaching uh, and go somewhere else. Those guys will not stop talking about getting healthy. Good. That's who we are. You want the people that don't want your emails to unsubscribe. You want the people who just aren't your jam to move on and then to clarify those ones who really are. And they say, thank you. You keep bringing the same message in a different way. So I just think we cannot be too clear about the message that we're here on this earth to bring. And you don't have to have a podcast. You don't have to have an email list. You don't have to you know, preach or teach or communicate regularly, but there is a life message you are living out, whether you know it or not. And so I think to be able to clarify that I'm a big fan of like a personal mission statement, um, mm -hmm. I call ours a unique design statement. You are uniquely designed to blank. And we actually lead people through that framework and coaching. Some people come to Colorado. I spend three days with them to try to clarify that. And so kind of the, the basic idea, Stu, is it's easy to say a lot. If you just said, hey, Alan, let's get mm -hmm. on here and talk for four hours, that'd be easy. I'll just say everything I know about the topic and be like, cool, we're done. That's all. That's all I got. But if you said, Alan, you have four minutes to talk about this topic, go. 
And I love to do that to leaders because suddenly you go, whoa, I have to really know where I'm going and where I'm not going and eliminate. And so it is really hard to clarify the message, but man, it's freeing. And that works together, by the way, with your role and with your schedule. You know, here's the common thread in my life. Here is what I'm about. I'm going to spend most of my energy doing that. I'm going to spend most of my week doing that. And therefore, I need to spend most of my day doing that in my schedule. So they really do work together. Yep. So the example that you gave in the podcast was if you're in a room with 100 people, and I started laughing as soon as you started talking about this, because I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, You say that you've got about 90 people in that room that they'll list off for 16 minutes, oh. all the different things that they are, the things that they like, whatever. Be and then you've got another, the, uh, what was funny to me about listening to that is I'm the type of person that I'm sitting there going, I don't need to know all this about you. I'll be the quiet one going, can you, can you just give me the one to two things that I need to know about you and move on? But then when it comes to me, I'll be the one that offloads 16 different things to you. So I'm a hypocrite in that manner. <laughs> but, um, but I love just the way you said that you got 90 people that they'll list off 90 different things about them or 16 different things about them. But then you've got like this 10%, one in 10 people in that environment will sit there and say, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. And just the clarity that comes from that, like, all right, this is what I do. And I just love that example because as you're talking about clarifying your message, man, that was the, the clearest thing that you could have given for a person like me to hear, like, Oh man, if I'm in that environment, if I'm ever in that environment again, I want to know that I can directly tell people who I am and what I'm about and just call it quits and leave it up to them. If you want to know more past that point, I've opened up the door, but this is all you need to know because this is what I'm about. Yeah. Nobody, nobody cares about all the things that you do. So Mm -hmm. let those things be a surprise to them later. People later go, oh, wait, Alan, you've done this or that or this. And, but they, they don't care until they're really into relationship. And so first of all, tell them how you help them. And so this is kind of marketing. I have a side marketing company as well, which I don't rarely share because it often overwhelms people. Like, well, how do you do all that stuff? Well, it's the same deal. We're just clarifying the message. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that's needed in marketing as much as it is needed in preaching, as much as it's needed in social media or email or whatever medium that 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 is. So I would just say we can never be too clear. And sometimes if everybody's sharing for 10 minutes and I share for 10 seconds and then just move on, they're like, oh, okay, like that stands out. And today, if you want to stand out, you want to impact people, go short. I mean, I just challenge you, go as short as you possibly can. And so if we were going around the room and I would just say, you know, hey, I'm Alan Briggs. I'm a mountain guide for the leadership journey. I help leaders bypass burnout. And that's it. And then you move on. And I'm telling you, people always come up and go, wait, you said the word burnout. Like, tell me more, tell me more. And that evokes curiosity. The mistake we try to make is tell people all the things I do. And that just makes us feel better, really. That's not making them feel better. They're, you're over there rolling your eyes going, I know, I know, stop, okay? Uh, and you're exhausted on everybody's information. So I just think we, we live in a world with so much overwhelm right now that if we can clarify, we can draw the right people that God has put us in their lives to help them win, to help them learn, to help them grow, whatever that is. Yeah. So good. I, I just let, as you said that to you, all I picture is somebody saying, Hey, let me pat myself on my back while I give you the 50 different reasons why you should be patting me on the back as well. That's right. So, 
All right, so overwhelmed, burnout, these are the common phrases uh, that you keep throwing out there. Uh, we talked about it. You've got this conference coming up. I want to just give you the platform uh, just to uh, tell people what it's about, what's the purpose behind it, uh, why do you see burnout coming? Because like I said, I'm right there with you. I see it coming as well. So you've got this conference coming up. I've got my team signed up for it. We're, we're excited about it. But let me just give you that platform, man. Awesome. Yeah, so if it's if it's anywhere between you know October 5th through 8th, you're listening, it is not too late. Go ahead now and literally and get in for a $5 donation to Compassion International. So we've worked this ahead of time um, with them. I'm a huge fan of orphan care. And this is kind of a triple win for the kingdom. But really, I've been burdened for leaders for some time for health. And how do we keep leaders healthy so they can keep doing what God's designed them to do? And as we see all this crisis leadership, all this exhaustion, we'll be most need to rest. We haven't been resting this spring, this summer. If you have, amazing, keep it up. But you're actually in the minority. Um, mm -hmm. I am concerned that we are on the edge of a wave of burnout. I hope that I'm wrong, Stu, but I really think we're starting to already see that with marriages imploding and just a lot of symptoms that things are not right with our soul. And so we basically said we, we have enough urgency. We have this fire in our bones. And so it went to Compassion International and they said, we care for the heart of leaders. They've actually sponsored this. And the cool thing is, again, you give 10 bucks or you give a hundred bucks for your team. It goes straight to third world COVID relief, which I would say is worth about 10 times more um, to you know a third world country than it is here. So we think we've been hit hard by COVID. They have been just destroyed in many of yeah. these communities and obviously not destroyed in the spiritual sense, but certainly in the physical poverty sense, um, they already were struggling with healthcare and things like that. And so, um, man, how can we leverage that to care for leaders here so they can get healthy, also care for communities um, across the world. So it's been incredible. Every single speaker is speaking for free, but it's not just a content dump. It is um, many of them praying over leaders. They're coming in from living rooms and saying, here's what I've been wrestling with. I'm a fellow struggler. So it's not one of these top-down stage you know, dump more information on you from an expert, but really here's what I've been learning. Here's what I've been seeing. We're going to have some stats from Barna group in there and they show, they show up. Um, we've got um, just some amazing thought leaders. We're going to talk about race. We're going to talk about social justice. We're going to talk about exhaustion. We've got some MDs coming in to talk about kind of burnout, what actually is going on behind the scenes in that. Uh, and so uh, I would just highly encourage you guys to jump on. Um, to that. It's, it's one of those ironies when people say, oh, I don't have time for that. I go, wait a minute, pause. <laughs> if you don't have time to learn how to get healthy and you can't, I, I'm talking an hour, two, you know, utilize a half a day in there. Take one of the evenings. Maybe you have to work regular days, the fifth or the eighth. It all records uh, for, for the day and you can unlock, the, unlock those talks as you want. So um, sure, we got some great big names. They're you know incredible leaders, speakers, writers, all that. But I think what I'm most excited about is the authenticity of this. So show up alone, show up with your team. But um, I, I am so grateful for the opportunity to be able to convene leaders. So um, we'll have thousands of leaders gather around screens and start conversations and, and hopefully God meeting us where we're at through tears and through laughs. And uh, for some of my favorite people are showing up for those. So Stu, appreciate you, man, and, and what you do. And so grateful for this. And uh, I uh, often come on in and stew on this. And I think about a crock pot every time, like with stew in there. I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's a good image to me. It's a good smell to me when I think about stewing on this. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, look, Alan, I appreciate you coming on uh, and just really 
uh, emptying out your heart and your passion for people. Uh, that's what this whole podcast is even about, allowing people to talk about what their passion is, how God's wired them. And I, I truly believe once you've tapped into that passion and to God's purpose on your life, you've hit a sweet spot. So I definitely appreciate you coming on and sharing a little bit of that and sharing about the conference coming up. And just know, dude, I've seen that lineup and I'm super, super excited for some of those speakers. And I'm excited just because I know, like I said, I'm right there with you. I see burnout coming. I felt it myself a little bit here and there, even in the midst of a transition and a pandemic. Um, and I'm just ready and, and uh, set to be on the healthy side of things, not only for myself, but for my family and for my ministry as well. So thanks That's for all amazing. you're doing. Keep up the good work, my man. for listening to the stew on this podcast if you have enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast for future episodes thank you again for listening and god bless